0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast.
1: You are live with the App Show. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo. We've got John Beeler here with us as well. We've got a great program. Uh, The show is all about apps and the mobile world. Later on, we'll uh, be doing a a quick uh, first look at the new Apple iPhones, the iPhone 12, iPhone 12, and the iPhone 12 Pro Max, the mini and the max. And there is... A huge size difference between the two. We'll tell you what uh, the differences are and uh, which one you might want to have a look at. We'll also be talking with the folks at Flip, an app that helps you find all those great Black Friday deals and kind of does it for you. Kind of takes the guesswork out of uh, everything. And uh, we'll also be talking with the folks over at TD Goal Assist about uh, a new investment app that allows uh, people to invest from the comfort of home and their smartphone which is probably a good thing nowadays. Uh, Let's look at some of the uh, news this uh, week, John. Uh, looks like YouTube went down around the world for a period of time.
0: It's as if a million voices suddenly cried out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so what happened? I don't know. They. It sounds like they just had literally a big problem. And for a little over an hour, you couldn't upload, you couldn't edit, you couldn't watch YouTube on any platform.
1: This was on November 11th, Remembrance Day. Yes.
0: The day that in a lot of places in Canada, we had a holiday.
1: Yeah. So you weren't able to upload, you weren't able to uh, watch, but they fixed it pretty quickly.
0: Fairly quickly. Yeah. It took a little while for everything to come back online and you would have to maybe restart or reboot whatever device you were using to to do that but yeah it doesn't happen very often but when it does boy do people uh complain about it
1: uh also in the uh the mobile news uh this week apple had a big announcement uh this was to do with uh their chips that they're using in their laptop computers and coming soon desktop computers as well. So for years now, they have been using Intel chips, like pretty well most other laptops out there in the Windows world. In secret, well, not so secret, they've been developing their own processor, and they have uh, basically unveiled a new line of MacBooks, a MacBook and a MacBook Pro, right? MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, and a Mac Mini. And so these are using uh, Apple's new silicon. It's dubbed M1. It's the name of the processor. And first thoughts, if the specs are right, very impressive. They've been able to keep the price of the current laptops that they've announced compared to the previous Intel versions with a huge performance increase.
0: Huge performance increase, huge energy efficient increase. And in the case of the Mac Mini, they actually dropped the price a hundred bucks.
1: Even better. Yeah. So they're basically saying that uh, these Macs are... Faster than 98% of all the laptops out there.
0: What's really interesting too is on the MacBook Air side, they actually removed the fan. It's so efficient and so good at managing the heat and everything. It doesn't even have a fan now.
1: It's amazing. Faster graphics, faster processing, and the battery life. I think on the Pro uh, MacBook Pro version, um, you know, on the video streaming tests, they were getting 20 hours plus.
0: Yeah which is insane for for a Mac device. It's the most they've ever had.
1: It's going to be an interesting couple of years in the laptop space. Uh, Now with that integration, uh, from what I understand, they can also have more universal app development. So it'll be easier for developers to make one app that'll work across iPhone, iPad, and the MacBooks.
0: Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what apps would be good to do, to play or use on a Mac desktop or laptop.
1: Candy Crush. (laughs)
0: Right. <laughs>
1: well, you know what you're playing,
0: but, but yeah, I mean, the, the, th- the thing is, is there's, I think there's some things that you would still want to have on a mobile device, but I also think like music production apps are very popular on iPads and, and iPhones. Those would be great to have access to on your laptop that's connected via MIDI to your synthesizer or anything else like that too. So it sort of takes one device out of the loop, if you will.
1: Well, these uh, are available uh, coming up in the next week. So if you've been uh, in the market for a new laptop or a little Mac mini, I'm actually pretty excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, now is the time. Like that is an amazing performance boost. Yeah. And, the, and a long time coming.
0: Yeah. I've always loved the Mac mini form factor because it's, you can literally mount it at the back of a monitor or a TV. Yeah. And have as a home theater system or a full Super powerful computing platform now with this M1 chip.
1: In uh, other news, this is an interesting one. Do you remember Slingbox? Sadly, yes. Okay, explain to the listeners if they don't know what that is. It's, I mean, that
0: thing, how old is that? 20 years old? It, it or feels, longer? I, yeah. Not, I think it's 25 years old. It might be. Yeah. Um, so this device is something you would hook up, and it would allow you to uh, basically be a PVR for your local cable And then you would be able to then take that cable recording and view it on a mobile device or a laptop. And so they had the Slingbox service. Then eventually they got rid of the cable part of it. And you could just basically subscribe to Sling TV. So it's basically their curated list of channels. I'm not sure how well it did in Canada. I think it was more of an American centric thing. Yeah,
1: DirecTV bought them. Yeah. And I'm just looking online here. They started in 2002. So sorry, that's 18 years, but super. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it was definitely one of the first devices that gives you the ability to take your uh, your TV and, and your media outside of the house. Yes. And at the time, it wasn't terribly expensive. No. and But it was at the time, it was also like a hardware purchase. Yes. But then they got into the subscription stuff. And I think that is when things started to decline a little bit because people were having to pay quite a lot to be able to take their cable TV, which they're always subscribing to, and take that with them but then all those cable companies and networks started having their own apps that
1: I'm I got to be surprised when I heard this news I'm like they're still around <laughs> like this didn't happen sooner like yeah. everyone's got apps now for watching TV like yeah. every cable company yeah. you know Shaw Rogers Bell that you can watch on your smart smartphone so yeah I don't know
0: yeah well, I guess it's an end of an era. It sounds like, though, it's unclear what they're doing going forward. It's The, the announcement said, basically, we're retiring these services. They'll no, no longer work after 2021 um, because we're doing something else. But there's no plans to expand or continue anything related to the Sling hardware.
1: Well, it smells like a pivot. For those uh, eight people in Canada that were still using it. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry to give you this sad news. Uh, Roku. A lot of people have Roku smart TVs or the little smart TV boxes or sticks that allow them to watch Netflix and all the different streaming channels. They're rolling out uh, AirPlay 2 and HomeKit support to the 4K versions of those. So what does that mean?
0: Well, basically that means that you can now pair uh, your Roku device with your HomeKit system at home. If Which is a, the Apple universe. The Apple universe. And you also have AirPlay 2, so you can actually cast to that device from your uh, iOS, and or, um, iOS iPad, or your, your desktop machine.
1: I love this. Yeah. Because um, I do have an Apple TV on my big screen, uh, my projection screen, uh, but I have a few TVs that have Roku and... I've, you know, I love casting stuff now, like for my iPhone, like basically sending it to the TV if I want to watch, uh, show people a, a video or some of the photos I've taken. But with Roku, it's a bit painful. Now with this support, it'll be super easy to do.
0: Well, it makes it very economical to add that kind of support to every TV because you can get a 4K uh, streaming stick for a lot less than an Apple TV 4K yeah <laughs> so so there, there there's there's a selling point right there alone just for having that ability to cast i mean yeah we, what's a
1: roku stick like 50 bucks yeah yeah
0: i mean we have in in our office we have a bunch of tvs and we have apple tvs on them also we can do that from our laptops yeah we're stupid but but a lot of those tvs are also roku tvs so we could just upgrade them and then sell off the apple tvs that's a great idea <laughs>
1: Yeah, because the the Roku uh, sticks are little boxes. I think they start around fifty bucks. Um, Apple TVs are like two two fifty. Yeah, depending which uh, model you get.
0: And, and they haven't really updated it recently, have they? It's been a couple of years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still, still the four K. Yeah, Apple TV. I w- I, w- I imagine we'll probably get like a bionic version of it soon, like an uh, updated chipset. Well, one day, one day.
1: Uh, this is uh, something we're going to cover uh, as well. In the program, uh, we will, uh, well, uh, sorry, Get Connected, we covered this, uh, the Google Photos. Yes. So if uh, you want to hear more about this, uh, we did a whole segment on, on our Get Connected show. You can go to our, our website, getconnectedmedia.com uh, and hear more about it. But uh, Google Photos, which their big selling point was free, unlimited storage. Yeah. Not anymore. Nope. And I've been using it. I love it. I don't use it so much. I have a few things on it. When, okay, when I say I use it, it's backing up all my photos. Right.
0: Yeah. And that which
1: gives me peace of mind.
0: Right, cuz you're also backing up your photos to the iCloud?
1: Yeah. And where else? <laughs> uh, my server at home and then I have another external hard drive. Right. I'm paranoid about my photos. No,
0: and you should be cuz a yeah. lot of times we'll get we get feedback on the show people's like I lost my only device that had a million photos of my kids. Yeah. Am I out of luck? Yes, Yes. you are, because you don't have a backup.
1: So that's why I always recommend just download the Google Photos app because it'll just you know automatically unlimited storage for all your photos. That's ending June in 2021. Uh, You will basically have a 15 gigabyte uh, cap. For a lot of people, that's enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just really depends. If you're an avid photographer and you never want to lose any of your photos or have to, you know, downsize your storage on your phone. Um, having all your photos in one place is a really nice way to find it. And Google does some ni- nice little tricks, too, to help you find things, too. Like, you can search that uh, that photos, and it adds all kinds of automatic uh, metadata to your photos and that kind of thing, too. So it is very handy. But like Mike said, we talked about this at length and some of the options you have on the Get Connected show.
1: So check that out on our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Uh, some alternatives. Yes, so and, that on and what the, it all means
0: on the podcast or the video cast.
1: Don't forget to also hit the website for the contest, giving away a Google Pixel 4 XL. This is an amazing phone that takes great shots in day and low light uh, conditions. Again, get connected media.com. Hit the newsletter tab and all the instructions are there. When we come back, we'll be talking about the new iPhone mini and the 12 Pro Max uh, and also an app to help you Black Friday shop back after this you are back with the app show mike agarbo here with john beeler still lots to talk about in today's program coming up in a bit uh, we'll be chatting with the folks at flip this is a fantastic app for shopping and checking out all the deals coming up into black friday we will uh, give you the lowdown on that uh, we will uh, also be talking with the folks at td with a new app they have called goal assist but let's uh, chat about apple now john apple uh, finally released the last two in the iphone 12 saga (laughs) Uh, the empire strikes back the empire strikes back uh we've had a chance to try the 12 and the 12 pro they've been out for a few weeks now and overall uh we're both using 12 pros very favorable i'm loving the camera on it and i love the new shape it just fits nicely in the
0: hand your thoughts I agree with those two points specifically. the The camera is just amazing. I was on the Sunshine Coast on the weekend, and I I took some photos, literally shooting at the sun of the water and the rocks and the waves, and I can't believe I took that with my phone with literally just point and shoot kind of simplicity.
1: You have to put that up on the website.
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah.
1: T- yeah, you took this one photo. Uh, you you just it was the the water coming into the shore there was some rocks and foam and you shot directly into the sun i have never seen such a stunning picture like even with a dslr
0: well just to even shoot that with my slr it'd be a very complex shoot you probably would have to do it twice so you would bracket the exposure of the sun exposure exposure of the water the phone with this computational photography just did all the work so
1: Apple has uh, finally released uh, their iPhone 12 mini and the iPhone 12 Pro Max. And uh, if you're watching the video podcast right now, we uh, we actually have them up. Uh, we're holding them in our hands. There is a gargantuan size difference between these two. The iPhone uh, mini comes in, um, I believe that's a 5.4 inch screen
0: on, on there. I can never believe that you can remember those stats because we have so many stats floating around i know heads.
1: and the uh, iphone 12 pro max uh, it's got a 6.7 inch screen it almost feels like a, a little ipad yeah in 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 your hands but the mini i am loving it like this is um smaller than like an iphone 7 or 8 yeah but a much larger screen because there's no home button or anything it's just all screen
0: right and the bezel is very small and the th- if this thing had the iphone 12 pros camera configuration. You might be tempted. Oh, I would definitely get this. This, this form factor is like the perfect hold in your hand, fit in your pocket, not even think about it. Like I'd actually be concerned. I wouldn't be in my pocket because it's so much, so much smaller than what I'm used to.
1: It just reminds me of the old days. It almost reminds me of an iPhone five. Yeah. Doesn't it?
0: it? Very similar, but so much more going on under it.
1: So, but the cool thing is that it still has all the, the, the features of the iPhone 12. Yes. Uh, So the same camera, same processor, everything. So kind of identical in that regard. The only thing different would be the screen. The 12 Pro Max, though, does add a few bumps up uh, over the 12 Pro. Uh, So the camera is different. Uh, The telephoto is better. It's two and a half times as opposed to two. Not a huge difference, but a bit. And they're doing something different with the image stabilization. So, you know, a lot of the new iPhones over the past few years have optical image stabilization. They're stabilizing the lens. This is actually stabilizing the sensor chip on the phone itself.
0: Which is a stroke of genius. And I think Graham pointed out previously that this is some technology that Sony had developed a long time ago.
1: And now... It's in a phone. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, they've also bumped up the ISO on here. So for nighttime shots, low light conditions, this is one of the best smartphone cameras out there right now.
0: Yeah. No, it, I mean, I'm convinced with just with my 12 Pro and I can only imagine the next level up with the Max. I might have to steal that from me for a little while before we have to send it back. It.
1: Uh, but the one downside is just the size. Yeah. It, it fits in a man pocket. Uh, It won't fit in ladies' jeans or anything like that. You'd have to carry it in a bag (laughs) or something.
0: But I mean, I've seen, especially like, remember when Samsung came out with the giant phablets, you know, the Note in the early days? I I swear the smaller the person, the bigger the phone. Yes. (laughs) You go to Starbucks and you see these tiny little girls with these giant phones. It looks like they're holding an iPad, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, you get the camera. Like if you are serious about photography and just want to you know a really handy camera to take around you can't beat this no like the photos are simply amazing uh, on there the one thing I, I would have liked to seen is uh, maybe some more features on the the os for this particular one uh, just kind of more iPadish. ish
0: um, yes you know
1: yeah. using the screen real estate being able to like on your inbox have more different types of views or or splitting the screen exactly that kind
0: of thing yeah because you do have the real estate for that for sure but it's basically mimicking the same as all the other line of the iphone uh, os
1: anyway we uh we just got these in we'll uh be uh trying these out uh, over the next uh, couple weeks and give you more of a a review uh, when we have that uh, time but uh, overall first impressions pretty smoking. Yeah. We're going to have to take a break. Don't forget to hint, uh, hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got uh, great contests going on there, giving away a Google Pixel 4 XL. This is uh, one of the flagship uh, Google phones uh, that uh, are out there. This thing has got fantastic camera as well. If you want a chance to enter, it's so simple. Go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, go to the newsletter tab and all the instructions uh, are there. When we come back from the... Break. We're going to tell you how to find the best Black Friday deals with a simple app. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Don't forget to hit our contest page, giving away a Google Pixel 4 XL. This is an awesome uh, camera phone. All you have to do is uh, hit the website, getconnectedmedia.com, hit the newsletter tab, subscribe, and you are entered to win this in this contest and all the ones going forward. Let's talk about Black Friday, the new Canadian holiday. <laughs> Do you remember John back in the day it was Boxing Day? We didn't really as Canadians participate in Black Friday. Yeah, I did. Yes. I used to drive you're, you're...
0: down to Portland. No. I did. Are you kidding me? No tax. Yeah. Crazy sales. Okay. I would line up at Fries. Yes. And it was amazing.
1: Well, now Black Friday is part of the Canadian landscape and uh, to help us uh I guess weed through some uh, some tips and tricks on finding the best deals. Uh, we've got uh, a guest on from Flip, a great app for uh, navigating all the good deals and, and flyers that are out there from all the retailers. His name is Michael Silverman. Thanks for joining us, Michael.
2: Thank you, gents, for having me, appreciate it.
1: So just uh, to uh, educate our listeners who might not know what Flip is, uh, can you give us uh, uh, a brief intro on it?
2: Sure, so we have a pretty simple, straightforward mission. Uh, we are trying to help our shoppers live life more affordably by connecting them with local savings and deal content. And the goal is really to build an experience that helps you save time and money on your regular shopping experiences. So uh, we help people plan their weekly shopping trip, uh, keep them from having to shuffle through all those different papers. uh, And we actually help our shoppers save probably about an average of like $45 a week. Uh, and pretty simple, straightforward to download. Go to your app store. Type in Flip, F L I P P. That's the critical component of it. Uh, easy to get going. Download it. Type in your zip code or your sorry your postal code in Canada, uh, and you're ready to go.
1: I think one thing I love about Flip is that you guys have all the flyers. Like I I used to love getting all the the news the local newspapers with the flyers in them, but now. They're about like 100 kilograms each. (laughs) And I feel bad for taking down an entire forest uh, every time I get them.
0: Well, my favorite feature of Flip, though, is if I'm looking to buy anything, I just use their search engine.
1: Yeah. So if you wanted to buy a new uh, Epson printer, you just type the model number in and it goes through all of them.
0: Yeah. And it shows you where it's on sale, either in-store or online.
1: So, Michael, let's talk about Black Friday. This is obviously a huge shopping day, especially as we get into the holiday season. Do you have any tips for our listeners?
3: Sure,
2: I mean, it's a real pain to try and monitor all the things that are going, all the different sales. And I know that people have particular intent to find something amazing to buy. Uh, so we actually, we we just released a new feature on the app called Watchlist. Uh, and what we're trying to do is remove all the guesswork from the experience. So what we're doing as a result is you type in the items that you just nicely mentioned, like an Epson printer that you're trying to keep track of. And we will then subsequently notify you when that item goes on sale. So removes all the heavy lifting, if you will. Um, you know, like I think you mentioned the Epson printer. But I, for instance, I'm looking for an Amazon Echo. Uh, I'm actually moving to a new home, so smart bulbs. I wanted to outfit my whole house. Uh, and there's actually going to be some really amazing deals uh, that I'm I'm privy to uh, that are happening on those items. So I've already gotten some notifications from the watch list, but uh, I'm gonna keep my eye on some of the in-store deals that are popping up later on this season.
0: And I, I guess Black Friday, even more so this year than any other year, it's not just one day. It's like practically the entire month, if not right until Christmas. Like There's this constant barrage of deals under the Black Friday banner, I guess.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think you nailed it. Uh, it used to be really Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Uh, and as a result, um, you know, it's really sort of expanded into holiday shopping season. So it's, it's not really limited to one day anymore. It's really more of a, a full season. And I think that whereas even Cyber Monday became Cyber Week, uh, now you see things as early as actually sort of like the end of October popping up. Uh, we've had many retailers who have partnered with us and put content up as early as uh, mid-October to start getting people into the store uh, because they have inventory of some great stuff that they're trying to get off the shelves. And,
0: and I've also and, I've, uh, I've seen a, a few of those uh, retailers kind of be a little cheeky about it too. It's like, come buy it now because we've got a price protection until Christmas. Uh, so if it, go, it does go and sell cheaper, but they'll also say, well, it's not going to be any cheaper on Black Friday, so you might as well buy it now. Which yeah, is,
2: exactly. I mean, it's and, and
0: win-win.
2: Yeah, and there's and there's they're both covering through through Flip. Actually, they're covering both online deals and in-store deals, so you get access to all the savings that you need.
1: Michael, from my understanding, uh, you can download the Flip app to the various platforms, whether you're on Android or iPhone, but available through your website as well.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we have a, a website app.flip.com where you can download those apps, or we have a desktop version of our. Uh, app where you can use the exact same functionality: build shopping lists, build a watch list, have the ability to peruse all the content, or even do search.
1: We're talking with Michael Silverman. He is uh, a man over at Flip, a fantastic app if you are looking for basically anything to buy. Uh, it aggregates, uh, you know, all the different types of products, not just electronics, but car tires, home uh, hardware, like everything,
0: groceries, whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, something I've used for, uh, you know, a few years now. And, uh, especially as I get into the holiday season or some of these, you know, shopping event times, uh, a, a must have app on, uh, any smartphone or even on your desktop computer. Michael, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you, gentlemen. Pleasure being here. When we come back from the break, more apps to talk about here on the app show. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show, Mike and John here. Let's uh, talk about uh, investing Uh, with more than 31 million smartphone users across the country here in Canada. More and more people uh, are actually investing uh, using apps. And today we are going to talk with the folks over at TD, uh, TD Direct Investing uh, folks. Uh, They've got something called the TD Goal Assist. On the line, we have got Paul Clark. He is the president of TD Direct Investing. Thanks for joining us.
3: Oh, thank you for having me.
1: Uh, so I, I always find this interesting. Like when I think about my investments and investing, um, you know, I always like kind of the face-to-face aspect, uh, you know, meeting my investment advisor, but that's not really an, uh, I guess, a reality <laughs> right now. So uh kind of excited to talk about uh, the TD Goal Assist uh, app. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about it.
3: Yeah. It's interesting because we envisioned this app long before uh, the COVID crisis occurred. And so we started thinking about this in the fall of last year. And, and there were sort of three or four, I would say, forces that were driving us there. The first was that we had seen an emergence of a group that is not uh, any one demographic, but a function of the do-it-yourself era. And that was that we were seeing more and more people Who were educating themselves on investing and taking more of a direct accountability and ownership for it? We also saw that they were doing this digitally. They were looking for, you know, the YouTube version uh, of investing. Where can I learn? And then the other thing that we saw was, you know, traditionally our clients have always engaged on the desktop. um, But over the last couple of years, Mobile has become the, you know, the fastest growing channel inside of our business. In fact, put in perspective, three years ago, less than three percent of investments or trades were conducted on a mobile device in our business. And that number, you know, at the peak uh, uh, of the sort of COVID crisis in the spring this year, was upwards of 40 percent. And it seems to have settled around about twenty-five to thirty percent. And so the focus on do yourself the focus on mobile, and the desire to really be educated and part of the investing process was really the genesis for Goalithub. Uh,
1: investing, I think, can be um, intimidating for a lot of folks. It's not something I'm always excited to, you know, to, to get down <laughs> to because I'm, you know, I'm a little nervous sometimes. Uh, how, how are you going to make people feel comfortable by using an app?
3: It's you know it's a terrific question uh, and it's it's interesting because we've been watching now we've been in market for a couple of weeks now and we had been testing for a few months and uh, the first thing I'd say is we've taken you know what intimidation did exist out of the process by embedding education uh, along the way so as you're having to make decisions as you're thinking about. Um, You know, the issues that you need to grapple with when you're building a plan, when you're thinking about your risk tolerance, when you're thinking about diversification, all of that education is embedded in the app in plain language. There's no bank jargon, there's no wealth management jargon. We speak to the consumers the way the consumers want to be spoken to. Uh, And so that plain language makes it easy to understand along the way. And in addition, we have folks uh, who are always available to support you over the phone. And I think the combination of the two is really taking out the intimidation factor. And then we wrapped it up uh, with ETFs provided by TV Asset Management that effectively mirror your risk profile. So rather than having to build a portfolio, if you choose not to, we build a portfolio for you uh, and you just have to pr- pick your risk tolerance. So we really have made it easy.
1: So uh, traditionally, investing, uh, you know, there's fees involved, there's investment minimums. Uh, how does that work on uh, the, the Goal Assist app?
3: So we've taken all of those out. Uh, in our research last year, we basically sat down uh, with dozens of consumers and said, okay, talk to me about all the barriers to entry. There was a big component of it that was focused on exactly what you said, the intimidation factor, the lack of educational tools that were out there. We address that and we have no minimums we have no monthly fees and in fact if you uh, choose to buy an etf from the td family of etfs you're also not charged a commission so for all intents and purposes somebody who downloads our app and chooses to buy etfs will never see a charge go through their account a monthly fee uh not a commission fee uh, and there'll be no minimum. So we really made it very, very simple and very cost-effective to invest. So how do you make money then? Like, how does TD? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's a two or three things I would say there. The first is you still have the ability, that if you want to, you can buy other equities. Uh, and they there are standard commission uh, rate supply of 9.99. Uh, TD Asset Management, obviously, who has the ETFs, uh, they make money on their fees inside the ETFs, but I think for us, if you park those two aside, the two things aside, the number one attraction for us is to bring new consumers onto our platform. New consumers who can learn about the great capabilities that we have, new consumers who can start to build a relationship with TD Bank, which then allows us, obviously, to expand that relationship into other business lines. And so we see this both as something that. Uh, existing investors who are very confident and comfortable with ETS will be attracted to. But we equally see this as something that new consumers will want to come to to try out and to begin to start their investing journey. And as you mentioned earlier on, I think for many of us at some point or another, we do decide that we want to expand that relationship. We want that human contact, that human interaction. And as those relationships will expand, we'll obviously have an advisor there if clients choose to go down that path.
1: We're talking with Paul Clark. He is uh, with TD uh, Investing Sites. Uh, we're talking about the TD Goal Assist. Uh, is there a tip you can or tips you can give for first-time investors getting involved with this?
3: Yeah, I think that the single biggest uh, thing that I think people miss is to spend time on education. I mean, we talk about giving consumers the confidence to trade less, which when you think about that, uh, it can be at odds with a business like ours. But our belief is that consumers who are educated, consumers who take the time to really understand both the capabilities that we can bring to bear to help them in their investing decisions and the various um, elements of investing that they need to be aware of, things like diversification If they spend a little bit of time educating themselves out and leveraging our videos to do it, or talking to somebody over the phone inside of our business, that will make a huge difference. Because I think what we do find is a lot of consumers start the process. They may even invest a few dollars, but they don't take that time to educate themselves. The vast majority of our clients, though, who do educate themselves and who ascribed to sort of the belief that they want to educate and engage in their investing, rather than a traditional robo-advisor who would say, set it, forget it, and don't be involved. Uh, Those consumers really actually gain confidence, uh, and they really want to be part of the process as they invest along the way. And so I think I would tell anyone, double down on the education, uh, it'll pay off in the long run.
1: Starting with Paul Clark, uh, all about the new TD Goal Assist. He's the president of TD Direct Investing. Thanks for joining us today, Paul.
3: Well, no, thank you. Uh, in what looks to be, at least in Ontario, the last uh, the last vestiges of summer.
1: When we come back from the break, more apps to talk about on the App Show. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show, Mike and John here don't forget to also check out our sister show, Get Connected. It uh, typically airs on Saturdays on a lot of stations here in Canada and Toronto. It aired just before this one. If you missed it, you can go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got the audio and video podcasts up there. Check the video out. Uh, We are in glorious color. (laughs) A lot of times, we have bonus segments there as well. Uh, John, uh, I've been messing around with a lot of smart lighting and uh, the apps. Uh, It looks like Philips... They've got their Hue line of smart lights.
0: Yes, and they require a hub, yes, to work. And it sounds like they've got some new features coming.
1: Yeah, this is cool. I've got a few of these in my house, and they're I mean, they just take the place of regular light bulbs, but these ones have millions of colors as well, so it's nice so you can set the mood and that. They've got a new feature for Apple users that use Apple HomeKit, which is their home networking smart home standard uh, they've got something called adaptive lighting that's uh, rolling out for these bulbs and through the app and i really like this it will allow you to basically have the bulbs change the light as you go through the day so you know during the day it'll be dimmer and coming in tonight it will be dar- or brighter right and then as you know get near bedtime it'll start dimming them again I think automatically.
0: This, this, this is going to be great for people. I mean, we're all sort of experiencing some form of lockdown right now, and spending more time at home, and having this kind of uh, sort of automatic light rotation, if you will. Uh, especially if you're stuck in your home office that's maybe not near a window, uh, this will be great.
1: I've also been playing around with uh, so Philips actually has uh, another brand uh, called Wiz. Yes, uh, I got a bunch of these at the Home Depot. And they're awesome. They're cheaper. They don't need a hub. They work off of Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. And they're amazing. I love that they're cheaper, first of all.
0: (laughs) I think that's the big selling point.
1: (laughs) It is. Like, uh, you know the LED strips. Like, I love the Philips Hue ones, but they are stupid expensive.
0: What I like about the Wiz, too, is that it comes in all the different weird form factors for the other bulbs that are hard to find
1: like chandelier bulbs and the GU10s, those little spotlight ones. Yeah.
0: So these are all dimmable, color programmable, and a lot lower cost.
1: Yeah. So the app is really cool. Like it, it was so easy to set them all up. And they work with Google and Alexa as well. And I got to be honest, these actually work. I've had some smart lights before. And I got to be honest with some of the Philips ones, uh, it wasn't as intuitive sometimes to get them set up properly. But I even, my wife is actually using. Uh, alexa now to turn lights on and off
0: that is uh, an endorsement if i ever heard
1: one. Oh god yeah she hates she hates all this stuff but now she's using it because she like in the family room we've got a few lights now she can just say hey you know alexa turn the family room's lights on and off yeah. instead of having to go and individually turn these lamps on yeah. and off yeah. so it's a godsend
0: but has she discovered party mode yet
1: no she's not ready well that's all the time we have left i want to thank john uh, and also christina our producer for putting the program together and don't forget to hit the website getconnectedmedia.com all our podcasts are up there lots of great articles and the contest giving away a google pixel 4xl we'll see you again next time